It's February 24th, 2021. Welcome to the new reality edition of Bite Marks Cafe, where we serve you the first bite of today's science, technology, and innovation. I'm Bert Lum. And of course, first up, we have uh, Nicole Lim from Movers and Shakas. She's here to give us the uh, update on the, the project, how the, uh, the first 50 are, are faring and actually, uh, you know, in process uh, arriving to Hawaii. And of course, then we'll be talking to Peter Rowan, Executive Director of the Pacific Asian Center for Entrepreneurship. And of course, we'll talk about the Calvin Shindo Student Venture Fund. But right now, I want to welcome uh, Nicole Lim, who's uh, kind of like uh, taking, taking the helm She's the director of Movers and Shakas, and of course, uh, uh, she's here to tell us about the first cohort. Welcome to the show, Nicole. Aloha, Bert. Thanks for having me. Uh, so excited to be here and get to share about our first cohort. Uh, yeah, I took the helm about a month ago. Yeah, one month um, ago. I, one, only one month, yeah. And, uh, you know, my, my story mirrors a lot of the paths of the returning Kama'aina Born and raised here in Hawaii, went to Iolani, and then went to the mainland to go to college and uh, build a career. Super excited to be home. I've been back since March, and this is a perfect way to help contribute to a more innovative, resilient, and sustainable Hawaii. So, so Nicole, you know, I've, I've had uh, folks like uh, Jason Higa and, and um, Denise uh, Yamaguchi come on and talk about Movers and shakas before they it was even called movers and shakas. <laughs> this is kind of mm-hmm. in the in the early conceptual stages, and and, mm-hmm. and we've actually had some follow up conversations when it was kind of now in the in a more formative. But since then they've they've brought you on and and uh, uh, I I know that uh, at one point in time uh, there were I think a total of something on the order of like eighty seven thousand applicants, uh, and and you folks have been able to kind of whittle it down to to fifty. I mean how was was uh, were you involved with that that sort of uh, whittling it down? Uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I wasn't part of the whittling down. But uh, I get to work with our cohort of fifty, and you know it was a really hard process. You know, with with nearly ninety thousand applicants, mm-hmm. all very excited about coming to Hawaii to contribute to our community. You know, not as tourists, but um, as as contributing members. So yeah, it's it's it's. It was overwhelming and, <laughs> and also just very inspiring. So I was uh, I, I was kind of teasing you at, at, before the show started about uh, are you meeting them at the airport with the lay? But I, I guess now <laughs> with our our kind of uh, you know social distancing, that's that's probably not uh, 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 a prudent thing to do. But but they are they are arriving, right? They're arriving. Um, some of them are here already. Uh, they're real people. It's it's very exciting. About 65% are returning Kama'aina, and 75% have some sort of family ties in Hawaii. They come from a very diverse range of industries, including technology, finance and consulting, nonprofits, um, CPG. Uh, so it really runs the gamut, you know, 60% female and age from 24 to 60 plus um, from all over the mainland. So. We're really excited. Um, they're already starting to come in. Uh, our programming really starts in March, and um, recently just paired uh, each of the participants up with their project with a local nonprofit or startup. So before we get into the you know what types of pairings uh, you've you've set up, given the fact that you know fifty are pretty diverse as you as you mentioned, I mean they they could be nonprofit, they could be a tech company. Were there were there a commonality? What would be the common thread 
that perhaps uh, got uh, got them selected, or or is there something about this cohort that has a commonality about it? Yeah, you know, we really looked at a few different things. So first of all, they have to have a remote job that they could do full-time. So everyone in the cohort has a full-time job that they're doing remotely. Uh, we also looked uh, for people who wanted to um, or, you know, respected and shared Hawaii's values and wanted to, to uh, you know, live by that. Um, and third, we looked at for people who wanted to share their expertise and skill sets with the local community. Oh, that's great. So, uh, as you were mentioning, you've gotten them kind of paired up. What are who are some of the nonprofits that are involved? Yeah, we're really excited. Um, they they fall in kind of three project areas. One is around workforce development, so both for youth and um, you know further downstream as well. So we're working with the Girl Scouts of Hawaii. Our participants will be creating and delivering virtual badging programs uh, for STEM careers, so helping our girls learn more about what types of opportunities there are out there. Uh, Also working with the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii, uh, who's working with four local high schools on the west side uh, to do um, problem-based learning, which is uh, our participants are going to come with real-world problems that they have faced and guide local teachers and students on tackling those problems and how they would do it. Um, And then the the two other areas is around um, mentoring local startups on everything from entrepreneurship, um, tech stuff, marketing, and then also doing consulting for nonprofits um, locally as well. So similarly kind of marketing, tech, um, fundraising. Oh, that's great. That's great. So they they could be working with uh, uh, one of our, our accelerators like Blue Startups. Exactly, they're uh, working with. Uh, we're all, we're also working with um, Pace. So uh, Peter, who's on later, um, you know, we're helping to support uh, the UH um, virtual venture competition uh, and also a startup um, called Rendezvous. Great, and you know, since this is just kind of a news segment, I just wanted to get the uh, quick uh, taste and flavor of, of uh, the update on movers and shakas, and I know there's probably a lot more. Maybe what we can do, Nicole, is uh, maybe later on we can have uh, maybe a couple of representatives that you select and we could have a more in-depth discussion about uh, how they're doing uh, in Hawaii. Uh, so anyway, so I want to thank you, um, Nicole, for joining us. Thank you so much, Bert. I'd love to come back with some of our participants and maybe some of our partners and, and share our story. Sounds good. Of course, we'll take a short break, and when we return, we'll be joined by Peter Roman, and we'll talk about the Calvin Shindo Student Venture Fund. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor PCAT, Pacific Center for Advanced Technology Training. Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe. Now I'm glad to welcome Peter Rowan, Executive Director of the Pacific Asian Center for Entrepreneurship, and uh, he's here to tell us about the Calvin Shindle Student Venture Fund and, of course, how to get students involved with startup financing. Welcome to Bite Marks Cafe, Peter. Thank you so much, Bert. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, you know, I think uh, it was, it's been a while since I've had you on the show, and, and it was probably yeah. in the studio uh, uh, when we could, uh, you know, sort of meet face-to-face and, and, and talk story. 
Uh, but you know, I I kind of like this uh, this uh, phone uh, phone in format. It's a lot easier for my guests, and I can also include uh, neighbor island and and uh, um, mainland guests on to as well. So uh, I I was very intrigued by the idea of of uh, Pace starting up a venture fund, and and maybe what you can do is uh, maybe start off by telling us, you know. What is this venture fund? Who's who's actually putting the money in? Because I, I'm sure the students aren't being aren't putting money into the venture fund. Who's who's actually going to be funding this uh, this uh, fund? Sure, it it has a very uh, interesting evolution. So first off, the Calvin Shindo Student Venture Fund is a student-run venture capital fund for early stage UH affiliated companies. So it's it's offered out of pace, but it's entirely run by students. So the evolution is, as I said, is interesting. It comes from a, a long-standing program that we had called the Hoku Scientific Microloan Program. So Dustin Shindo, a local entrepreneur that you might know, mm-hmm. who was the founder of Hoku Scientific, was generous, uh, a generous donor years ago for this microloan program, where, which was basically a loan program for, for entrepreneurs. They could borrow a little bit of money. It had you know pretty favorable terms. It was developed at a time when, you know, when it was hard for students to get credit and so forth. But in, in we actually helped some students get off the ground. A number of our local entrepreneurs got their start in the Hoku Scientific uh, Microloan Program. However, in recent years, you know, piling on debt hasn't been so interesting to students. You know, they have student debt. They, you know, have ready access to credit and so mm-hmm, forth. Mm-hmm. So we ha- hadn't had as much interest. And so what we did was we repurposed the, the microloan fund as a – seed venture fund. You could call it a micro venture fund. And uh, the goal of the program is to enrich student learning. So although we are making investments and expect to make investments for equity in startups related to UH, the primary goal is to teach UH students about this process so that when they go out into the real world and become entrepreneurs or investors for that matter, that they understand how that process works. No, that's great. You know, in in, uh, in in the olden days, uh, you know, when I was going to school, I mean, they, you know, they would do something like a uh, have a, a stock fund, <laughs> stock market fund. You want to learn about stock market? Here's here's a fund, or even you know, maybe with play money, right? And then you can invest in stocks right. and see how how it performs. And and as a as a, a learning tool to learn, you know, things about the uh, stock market, but. But I, I'm I'm glad you told me the story about how this formed and how uh, Dustin uh, was kind of at the at the uh, forefront of this uh, micro loan program and it's a great idea to pivot from uh, a micro loan to a, like a, a micro venture fund. I mean, that's uh, was it was it his idea? I mean, how, did you guys get together and brainstorm it? Well, you know, we're so lucky to have Dustin's support support in this, and and in fact, uh, he we've named it in honor of. Dustin's father, Calvin. Mm-hmm, right. And, uh, you know, a venture capital fund is something that we've wanted to do at Pace for a long time. And, and you know, we hope to expand the fund in the future and, and have a broader reach and have even a greater impact on the, the local entrepreneur ecosystem. Uh, but we were delighted that he was enthusiastic about the idea of, of revitalizing the microloan program in this way. So, so, Peter, why don't you give our listeners a little bit of a uh, a lesson in in some of this uh, sort of seed and venture funding? I mean, typically, what I would think is a seed funding 
round tends to be you know somewhere around a million dollars and then when you get into these venture venture rounds they're more like uh, I don't know millions or tens of millions of dollars uh, but we're not talking about that kind of level of of uh, money in in this no. particular program right yeah no definitely not I mean I, I think there's very blurry lines between the stages so uh, it's probably not that important to get hung up on whether it's seed or series a or but but we're talking about companies at a much much earlier stage mm-hmm. and and at this early stage you know when you're really trying to find um, a problem we're solving or you're trying you know to, to fit your solution into the market there's really no capital at all available to you I mean as an angel investor myself I, I know that I wouldn't touch most companies like this with a 10-foot pole and so that's one of the reasons why 95% of all startups fail is they, they really just don't have access to the capital resources they need to, to survive this very uncertain period. And so uh, that's what we're trying to, to do here. And, you know, we're not doing it to create a windfall return. It's not that kind of fund. And uh, again, we're primarily doing it to educate students about that process so that they become expert at it for later. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, we help entrepreneurs through a wide range of programs at Pace, as you know. And and what we often see is that we're really good at teaching them how to be an entrepreneur, how to think like an entrepreneur, how to get punched in the face and keep moving forward, you know. But most of them don't really understand the process of, of getting capital resources. And, and, and so they need a lot of help in with that. And this is a way for them to get hands-on help. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> let's say there's a there's a uh, a fund that uh, the students are able to access, and then there's a there's a connection that you make with some of the uh, you know companies that get get uh, uh, started, or maybe there's some early early stage ideas that are happening at UH. And I know you know with. Um, uh, Vasilis and his team. I mean, there's there's always interest in uh, kind of early stage opportunities. How do you how do you get the the fund and the students sort of matched up with those companies? Are there going to be kind of a pitches contest? I mean, how do they know that these these uh, early stage companies are interested in in this kind of uh, um, student venture fund? Uh, exercise. Right. Well, you know, a big part of in the life of a venture capitalist is building up the relationships to create deal flow for their fund. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, so finding deals and structuring those investments and then managing those, that process after they've made the investment. So that's all part of this program. So the student committee, so we're going to have 10 student directors and uh, a chairman and a vice chairman that are students. So they're going to be sourcing deals, doing all the due diligence on these projects, negotiating the investments and, and ultimately managing those, in, those investments, managing that portfolio once those investments are made. And uh, so they'll, they'll present their proposed investments. We expect to invest a, a, about in about five deals a year. Again, these are very early stage, so we're going to invest only around five thousand dollars per deal, mm-hmm. and uh, we're up to twenty-five thousand a year. I think we'll invest, and they'll present those to uh, 
uh, an advisory board that we've put together for the fund. And, and so it's just a wonderful learning process, you know, where our students can get exposed to that, that you know, the perils of, of venture capital, I, I guess I would say. Yeah, yeah. You know, when, when uh, <clears throat> you know, I've had, I've had Shanoa on and we, we talk about uh, Blue and accelerators and the money <clears throat> that they might put into a company. And, of course, typically when, when um, money gets put into a, a company, there's, there's, uh, there's an equity uh, part of it is that is that same is that a similar kind of uh, uh, format that that you would follow as well? That's right. So that's that's an that's a key difference between this program and some of our other programs where there's money involved. You know, often in our other programs, it's there's there's cash prizes or there's um, you know grants or stipends or something for completing one of our programs successfully. In this case. The students are making equity investments, so they're making and managing equity investments. So we expect to invest this money in exchange for a small stake in these early stage companies. And you know, I'm glad you brought up Chenoa because one of the strategies that we hope the students will use and that we'll teach the students to use is, you know, is about syndication and how to partner with with other local investing entities like Blue Startups to, you know, to to make that their money go farther. So what you might you might see, for example, is a, a UH affiliated startup that is 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 looking at going into blue startup that actually, you know, this fund would might co invest with them and so they get a little bit more capital to go with the capital that comes from blue startups. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I <clears throat> I'm assuming that uh, if there's an equity stake that they're getting uh, and and this is I guess this is where you've created the program where the student that might be putting that five thousand—is it the student that's getting the equity, or is it the, you know, is it the, is it Pace? I mean, who's who's actually getting yeah. the equity? Who's who's <laughs> so writing the term is, sheet? Term this, sheet up. Yeah. So the original, the underlying capital came from uh, from Hoku Scientific, and so it's actually you know a UH Foundation fund, and all any returns from the that go to the you know. This effort will go back to the fund and be reinvest, reinvested by students in in future projects. So there's no there's no general partner, and there's no limited partners here. Uh, you know, so again, it's not the traditional venture capital route where uh, you know a limited partner invests, the general partner manages it, and then any returns get split up between them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in this case, any returns would go to uh, the underlying capital of the fund. Got and it. we're also going to accept other investments to the fund. And, and we hope, and Dustin and I have talked about growing this this fund for the future. So, you know, if, if there's um, in the, the UH community, if there's investors or, or donors that want to support UH entrepreneurs directly, they, they can also uh, donate to this fund for the, you know, to sort of extend its life beyond the five years we expect to be making investments. Peter, I want to talk about the uh, maybe if there's a curriculum that's tied to to this fund because there's so many different things that could be learned in the process of managing you know managing a venture fund. So, uh, but we'll hold that thought. We'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with Peter Rowan, executive director of the Pacific Asian Center for Entrepreneurship. This is Bite Marks Cafe. 
Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, whose contributors help Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor Anchor Systems Hawaii. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum, and if you're just joining us, we're talking to Peter Rowan, Executive Director of the Pacific Asian Center for Entrepreneurship, uh, and we're talking about the Calvin Shindo Student Venture Fund. And, of course, right before the break, uh, we were talking about you know, getting equity and, and who actually gets a return on that equi- equity stake, uh, you know, once the, the students uh, uh, invest the money. And, of course, uh, you know, I'm interested in, in the, uh, the curriculum that's kind of associated with the managing of this, this uh, venture fund. And, and, and Peter, you know, when, when um, typically when the, uh, what is the general partner or limited partner, they actually put the investment into the company, they have, a, they have now a personal stake. So how do you how do you instill that personal stake in the students? Well, so we think that the students are going to have a strong vested interest in learning about this process and you know, we're already recruiting direct student directors for the 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 student board and you know, these are folks from all across the UH system. So it's not just business students, it's not just finance students. You know, folks from engineering, folks from other other campuses and other islands who who want to learn more about this process. And it seems to me so far that the main objective they have is learning about this process because they want to be entrepreneurs, and they know that in you know at some point they're going to need to get the external capital resources to 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 drive their venture forward, and they don't know how to do that. So we'll, you know, the program's goal, as I said before, is to is to train them uh, on all things related to venture capital. So we hope to have broad representation from, you know, from the UH student body on this committee, which will rotate over time because the students don't stay here forever. Right. So, uh, you know, they're, we're going to have to make sure that the students are are not just learning about the process, but also transitioning that learning to the next generation of student directors that come through the the fund program. So, so what you just also said is the idea of training and 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 having uh, be a part of uh, this uh, this venture fund. What what kind of training is is tied to this? Are you having a a uh, I don't know a four hundred level class or course uh, associated with this? I mean, how do how do you actually what what format what the pedagogy are you using to actually <laughs> that's right well it's not the the program is not tied to a specific class uh folks are welcome to take my high growth entrepreneurship class it, you know that's the subject matter of it if they want to probably offered in in the fall next i hope uh but they they don't have to take the class it's not it's not tied to any specific program but so the training is all experiential it's really hands-on during the process mm-hmm. so uh so you know, we do have some folks that are coming on board that come out of related areas. So finance, they might have participated in the finance club and done what you did when you were in, in school and, you know, and managed the stock portfolio and so forth. But most of them are, we expect to come from disciplines where they wouldn't have had any any background at all. So it's really hands-on learning. It's going to be rough, I think. And PACE is going to provide the overarching training and support uh, to get them up to speed on you know, how to build deal flow, how to do, how to undertake due diligence, mm-hmm. 
how to partner with other entities to syndicate deals and, and negotiate projects. Are you going to be having to handhold these folks? Or are you looking for self-starters? Well, I guess I have kind of a fork-tongue way of answering that. <laughs> on the one hand, you know, all entrepreneurs and people that want to be engaged in this activity, including in the investment activity, they need to be self-starters because it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of getting hit in the head with a two-by-four. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, we at Pace, we, that's what we do. We handhold entrepreneurs, you know, from the infancy stage and and all the way through to, you know, the next step, which is hopefully going into an accelerator or, or going out to an, the angel investor community. So, yes, we're going to handhold uh, the students through this process for sure. And and in terms of the students that you're looking for, are they uh, are, what what are the typical kind of uh, characteristics or qualifications? Are they are they going to be kind of like local kids, or are they going to be a mix of local and elsewhere? And and how does that how does that ultimately kind of contribute back to Hawaii's uh, economy? Well, so far, you know what we've seen is a broad mix of students from all disciplines, and you know all points of origin. So, you know, and I think that's an important part of the program as well is, you know, this diversity, you know, breeds learning and, 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 um, and sort of pollinates, as Nicole said earlier, a lot of knowledge about uh, what we're doing, not just, you know, not just for if they're a finance student and they want to work in venture capital, but again, if they want to be an entrepreneur and they want to, you know, go somewhere else and do it, or they want to, we want them, of course, to do it here. Mm-hmm. So I think at our core, all of PACE programs is thinking about how we can support the next generation of great entrepreneurs in Hawaii. And, you know, we think that this program is one of, you know, will be one of the important areas of, of training and education that we can provide that they don't get through their normal coursework because, this is all hands-on, experiential work. Now, you said uh, that the, the students will actually have to get some experience in their own sort of deal f- flow creation. Uh, do you have a sense as to perhaps what kind of maybe uh, how would you point them in the direction of, of what kind of companies? Are, are, they, are you going to point them in the sort of the direction of tech companies or, or maybe ag companies or any, any, any uh, specialization that you might uh, want to share? Well, so it's true that many venture capital funds have a team. You know, they invest in tech or they invest in ag or they mm-hmm. invest in energy and so forth. We are sector agnostic in that way. We're investing in UH entrepreneurs. So we expect that we will see projects, you know, venture investment opportunities from across the whole system. Okay. But we'll certainly also partner with the other organizations in the UH system that are also working on the innovation and, and entrepreneurship agenda, so the Office of Innovation and Commercialization and the Office of Indigenous Entrepreneurship and so forth. We, we, UH has built up some tremendous resources for helping this early stage, uh, in this very early stage of entrepreneurship. And so we'll partner with them for deal flow for sure. Well, I, I definitely want to hear more about uh, some of the uh, the students that get involved and some of the companies they, they start to uh, invest in and 
you know, definitely want to have you back, and then maybe you can bring uh, a couple of the students that are going to be part of the, the board. So, so in Wonderful. the meantime, in the meantime, Peter, uh, where can people find out more information about this uh, program? So they can go to our website, which is pace.scheidler.hawaii.edu, and uh, they can find under the uh, program section more about the Calvin Shindo Student Venture Fund. Sounds and good. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'll put that up on our show notes for later on. Peter Rowan is the executive director of the Pacific Asian Center for Entrepreneurship, founder of the Calvin Shindo Student Venture Fund. And of course, I want to thank you for joining us today. And of course, thank you for listening to Bite Marks Cafe. Join us next week when we'll talk about the tech innovations happening during this legislative session. If you miss any part of this edition, you can find the podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org or anytime, or you can email me, of course, anytime at bitemarks at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter. Our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HPR One every Wednesday or anytime via the HPR app, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. You stay safe. You stay awesome. We'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe.